Hey everybody, it is 4 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday, which means it is time for Monster Maverick Show, and I'm your host, Neil McSwadden, host to the stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been another week. It's been a, quite an eventful week, actually. And uh, if you are tuning in for the first time, whether you're listening live here in the audience, like with Krim, we got Gerber, Inertia, Paco, Nepal TRX, Ron Dunn, our producer extraordinaire, Steve R82, who was in our um, NASCAR tournament. Whether you're listening live or listening to a replay on one of the podcast uh, channels or on YouTube or whatever, you know, this is where we talk about all things Splinterlands, uh, especially updates and market activity and all that jazz. So, uh, like I said, it is another week, and quite a week it has been. Um, so for those who are in the chat, uh, you can always check out the, uh, the live stream, you know, the video stream on MSP Waves. You can view it on uh, Theta, you can view it on 3Speak, and I might be forgetting one or two of the, <laughs> of the platforms because it's, it's syndicated quite, quite a ways. But uh, personally, I use mspwaves.com slash watch, but, you know, pick your favorite platform. So, yeah, I wanted to hit a few things today. So, uh, first and foremost, we have new environmental music from Isaria. So, Isaria is uh, <laughs> in charge of all things uh, musically related, I guess, um, for Splinterlands. And she released this, uh, call, she's calling it Ritual, it's a f uh, slash, you know, official music for Splinterlands. So, I thought we would give it a quick listen. It's not that long. It's about three minutes and uh, her comment on, on the post is, uh, rituals are weird, and so is this song. <laughs> I wanted this one to be a bit creepier, but instead it ended up just being strange and mildly disconcerting. That's what my cat said anyway. So let's give it a listen. I have not pre-screened this, so this is, uh, you know, we're going to figure it out live and, and see what happens. If this loads. There we go.
All right, and that was Ritual from Isaria for official music for Splinterlands. I don't know where that's going to appear in the game, whether it's going to be... Uh, she's done a lot of um, the, uh, the dungeon uh, theme tracks uh, lately, so I don't know if that's going to be one of them or if it's just going to be general background music or, or whatever, but I guess we will find out when we get the PvE expansion um, maybe sometime next year probably. But, you know, I think it's great. You know, the uh, most of the music that she does, or that she's released so far, has been all kind of that sort of creepy vibe, uh, which, you know, for the for the Death Splinter, you know, certainly works well. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we get from other stuff. And yes, that was my own brave ad. Soon. Sooning intensifies. That's right. Um, and actually, that, that is one of the things I did want to cover. Um, so, you know, every Friday, Agra does an AMA on the Smurlands Discord where uh, people type in questions and he reads out the, uh, you know, his answers. And sometimes Yabba joins him. Uh, this time it was just Agrod. And uh, he talked a little bit about the dev roadmap, which, um, you know, has been in beats and pieces, uh, you know, previously. But, you know, I think this might be the first time in quite a while that we've had an actual, like, first we're doing this and then we're doing this. So um, what they're working on right now is the player tutorials, which is great because, you know, we need new players and we need those new players to stick around instead of just bouncing, you know, once they, once they see thing, the, the game with no context and no guidance because it, it does have, uh, you know, it's not, it's not high-level calculus or anything, but it is, it is confusing if you don't know uh, what's going on. So some, some tutorial modes would be a welcome addition. Uh, then they're going to be looking at Guild Wars, and uh, following that will be boss fights, and after that will be the land pre-sale. So, uh, and that'll probably take through, you know, at least the end of the year. I'm, you know, they've, they've said a couple times that they want to do the land pre-sale in 2020, but uh, the longer it goes on, the more skeptical I am. <laughs> so, you know, you know... Uh, deadlines and, and coding development uh, don't really get along very well. So uh, my guess is that we will get boss fights on that list by the end of the year and land pre-sale, eh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, there are a few uh, a few other things going on at the same time. So one is is that they are, Agrod said that uh, they were looking to submit the Android app this month, meaning August. Uh, but possibly into September. So that'd be, you know, fantastic because uh, obviously we need new users because new, new user growth is what drives everything. Same thing I've been saying for forever. And, you know, having a mobile app in a, in a mobile app store like the Google Play Store would be, you know, a huge marketing channel. You know, obviously not every app is successful in the, uh, in the, Google Play Store, but, um, you know, you have to be in there to be <laughs> to, to be picked up at all, so it's a necessary step. But, you know, the player tutorials have to come on, uh, have to come online first, because, again, we don't want people just checking it out and then bouncing and, and, uh, and having a negative experience. So, that's all pretty cool. So, uh, we'll see if, uh, if that actually ends up happening in August or not. You know, we're on August 11th, and so that doesn't leave a whole lot of time. We got uh, 20 more days in in the month, and uh, you know, player tutorials 
I, I've seen some videos and some, some playlists on YouTube, but uh, when I think of play, player tutorial, I'm thinking of an actual guided play experience. So that's like, you know, click this monster here, put it in this lineup, and click this button here. So uh, hopefully that will uh, that will be the case. And Steve R82, our, one of our stars, says, for sure it'd be nice if we had a really simple PvE for a new player, like here's your first summoner, fight this guy, beat him. Here's your second, etc. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think that that needs to happen in that tutorial environment. And you know, I would even I would even say, you know, you could do a ranked uh, player tutorial where people are, are in live matchmaking, but then just you know everything from 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 rank zero to bronze or something like that is all standard gameplay. So you don't have to worry about you know weird uh, permutations. So you just say. You know, pick this card, pick that card, pick the other card, and play and see how it goes. And it's like, oh, you won. Oh, you lost, you know. So uh, I don't even think it needs to be a PvE kind of thing. Uh, it, can, it can build directly on top of the existing infrastructure uh, for gameplay. And then, you know, just have like an overlay on the screen. So uh, showing all, all those steps just to get the mechanics down. And then you can talk, you know, strategy and whatnot. <laughs> uh, you know, along with that, you know, they're working more on tournaments, uh, the Anytime tournaments. Uh, so when they did the second round, uh, you know, first version of the second rounds, you could choose like 10, 20, or 30%. Now they're trying 25% and 12-person rounds because, you know, like always, people are complaining. So the, you know, there, there is some weirdness that goes on with the Anytime tournaments. And uh, <laughs> Gerber says, existing interface on this level are bots that rarely submitting any team. Hey, easy win then. Um, <laughs> and Steve R says he's gotten a few people to sign up, but they don't stay. And yeah, that's the problem. I've, I've gotten, uh, I think, two people to sign up. But uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing is stuck because, you know, it's just, it's just too complicated just to dive into. You know, for, for those of us OGs who have been around since before there was a game, there was just, like, trading cards, then, uh, you know, we went through the whole learning curve together. And it's like, oh, you have to put a tank in the front, and that means melee, and then you want somebody behind that, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just diving into the whole thing is, is challenging. Uh, so they're working on tweaking the second round of Anytime Tournaments because people are complaining, uh, you know, the the way they built it i think is is odd so you know when when they first announced this uh when they first announced the having two rounds for the anytime tournaments i thought they would treat round one as a qualifier round and round two as basically a holding tournament and that is not what ended up happening so if people end up having to submit 20 battles let's say uh, in round one, they have to f submit another 20 battles in round two, and people are saying that takes too long. And, you know, it's a little bit crimey river, but uh, <laughs> it is a complaint. So uh, so they are looking to optimize that a little bit better with 12-person rounds and, and the top 25% making the cut to the second round. Or, so, you know, in these big tournaments, when you have, you know, hundreds of, of entrants and you take the top 10%, 20%, 30%, I think that's fine. Uh, the smaller tournaments, like the like the gold foil tournaments and things, it gets a little bit trickier, because you might be tied with somebody in terms of record, uh, and then you don't make the cut because of you know tiebreaker listings, and that's annoying. So I, I get that that's that's annoying, but you know, 
win more. <laughs> that's, that's really the, uh, the answer. And um, so alongside that, you know, they are in progress with analyzing all the collection power statistics for the different decks. And I know Gerber had done a scrape of, of all the collection powers of all the decks of all the players. So, um, you know, I don't have that data at my fingertips, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to come in pretty close to, to uh, my own kind of experience because, uh, you know, I keep track of my, uh, you know, so I've delegated, I don't know, 60 accounts, something like that. And the, I keep track of how much the collection power of each account is. And, uh, you know, for, for diamond level, they're like, you know, 800,000 something. Uh, for, for gold level, they're 300,000. And for silver level, they're 50,000. Roundabout. So, uh, and those will be like the max levels of those. So that might be like diamond one and, and silver one and, and gold one. So uh, I, I'm, I would not be surprised to see the thresholds uh, come in somewhere around there. Ah, and Agrod is here, our illustrious founder, one of our illustrious founders. Uh, and here's Gerber's uh, data paste of uh, collaborative... Of all the uh, of all the different collection power statistics, so yeah, uh, and League Fifteen is I guess Champion One, League Fourteen is is Champion Two, and all the way down I believe is the way it works. Uh, yeah, so the total collection total collection power of everybody in Champ One is a billion basically which is you know a huge amount <laughs> uh so that averages out to be you know two million collection power and uh you know then it goes it goes down from there so those averages are pretty interesting i you know obviously you don't want to have the average be the minimum because those are two different things but um you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see and then there's some crazy outliers here, like, uh, you know, like in League 14 there, he's got Simmerin Passion as a lowest collection score of 5,685, which is really low. Uh, I don't know how that has been accomplished, but, uh, you know, those are, those are things to, to check out. <laughs> and we got Yaba Pimat as our highest collection score in League 13, <laughs> which is Champ 3. Uh, poor Yaba, you know. He, grew, he built a great game, and then, uh, you know, everybody beat him at it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, every once in a while I run into him in matchmaking, and, and you know, usually I beat him. So that's, that's always fun. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, these, these numbers are, are things to check out. Um, <laughs> we got some, some constructive criticism that median is better than average, and that is true. Uh, for this kind of this kind of data medium would be better, but uh, yeah, it's you know then you have to count everyone and do a little thing. Average is certainly easier to calculate. Um, but yeah, so I mean we'll see in the next few weeks how that how that shapes up and if a uh, if a if a threshold implementation really cuts down the. Um, you know, the, the low-level accounts that are making it to high leagues. Uh, Niagara is saying more tournaments are up. So I, I don't know if you were here, I was just talking about the uh, the new cutoffs 
with the 25% and 12-person rounds. So we'll see, uh, we'll see people complain less. There's never, you know, nobody's ever happy, right? But people can complain more or complain less. So, uh, so we'll see uh, how that shakes up. Uh, let's take a quick look at the tournaments. See what aggro has available here. Haven't heard many complaints about them yet. Well, don't worry, it's coming. Come on. So yeah, we got a bunch here. Welcome to the Western world. Uh, so yeah, we got a bunch here. And um, yeah, so we got the the usual mix of gold, uh, alpha, untamed, uh, no legendaries, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, we'll see we'll see how it goes. And uh, you know, I'm. I think I think the the iteration of the different you know minutia will will arrive at something decent, uh, which is which is really all you can ask for. But uh, during the AMA, I did ask Agro, you know what you know on a scale of one to awesome, how great is NASCAR? So if you haven't heard, we just finished our first tournament of NASCAR, and NASCAR is the stock card tournament. Um, we had a couple bugs, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we will get those sorted out, um, you know, as we go. So uh, bug number one w was, you know, so people signed up and they sent in their entry fees. And then I, on, on the morning of the tournament, about two hours before the tournament started, I sent everybody an encrypted memo on Hive uh, with their username and posting key so they could log in and, uh, and play the tournament. So like half... So there were eight people. Half of them did not understand how that works. <laughs> so uh, I guess people don't use memos very often or uh, haven't in the past. So uh, there was a lot of hand-holding that went through that. So what I will have to do is I'll have to create some explainer videos, and um, hopefully that will take care of it. Uh, we had one person who uh, didn't see the messages until the tournament was ending and didn't actually get into the tournament. So uh, that was Rainy, and she, uh, so she did not enter any teams. And here's the, here's the link to the results. And uh, so because the, because the accounts are stock, and the, so the players are, are going to be changing every time, I'm keeping a leaderboard on the actual posts. So if you can see that over at my blog, which is here. And that is the results in leaderboard post. So, uh, you know, first place was Coronavirus. Uh, he was playing Al Nico. It was 5-1-1. One, one. Uh, second place was Steve R82, which is our, our guy right here. Uh, he did great. He was 5-2. and two. And then uh, third place was Mech Warrior which is one of the team possible guys. Uh, it came in 4-2-1. And, and fourth place was Steam Dan at 4-3. And, and fifth place, well, fifth through eighth were all, you know, all placed the, uh, you know, equally in the leaderboard uh, position. They, you know, went from 4-3 and three, uh, down to 2-5. And five, and, uh, and Rainey didn't, didn't put in any, um, any cards at all. So... 
Yeah, I mean, so Steve Art is saying it was fun. Uh, there was some confusion on gold cards versus regular cards because some of the cards delegated to the accounts are, are gold foil, at least just because that's what I had on hand. Uh, there was also, I thought I would be able to look at the Peak Monsters Explorer and see if delegations came in or, or out, and it turns out that doesn't work. So, um, so what we'll have to do going forward is relying on players to report any, any um, cards that were not in the account. Um, <laughs> so Agrid's saying I should make some, some tournaments to advertise the show, which yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, you know, I guess we can, we can roll that in with, with NASCAR as well. Uh, but yeah, so the, the really interesting things about these, these matches in, in the NASCAR is that a lot of them were really close. We actually had a draw. Uh, you know, Italma did, um, or, you know, Italma was played by, um, by Nathan Peters. You know, he got, um, uh, he got, uh, you know, he's two and five, but, <laughs> you know, the matches were actually very close. I watched uh, several of them. And the uh, and even though the, he ended up losing, you know, those five times, the 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 actual lineups were, were pretty comparable. So it just you know got bad breaks uh, a bunch of times. So you know, I I find that interesting that you know the if you look at a regular anytime tournament, you'll see blowouts basically. You'll see somebody like fifteen and zero or fifteen and two or whatever. And we had none of that here. Everything was much much. Uh, fairer which is what you'd expect to um you know in if everybody has the same cards so that i mean even though this is just the first tournament and there will be more uh it does sh lend some credence to the idea that you know it's really the cards that are big factors in whether you win or lose and you know it's a collectible trading card game so that does make sense but you know at the same time i uh it is nice to have uh you know an outlet for people who want to just compete on a level playing field. So I think, you know, NASCAR is going to be a success in the, in the, um, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and Steve R says, my match with coronavirus was crazy close. To see who wins, I'm going to do a recap post about it for my weekly recap giveaway I do. And Ira said, you can't tell that from a game with only four people. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just in general, my observation of, of the matches that I watched, they were very close and we had no... Uh, I, granted, sample size of one, so I'm cautiously, uh, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll see how it goes over the course of the, the whole season. So, uh, basically, you know, there's eight places. If you came in eighth through fifth, you got one point for the leaderboard. If you came in third and fourth, you got two points. Came in uh, second place. Uh, you got three points, and if you won, you got four points. So right now, coronavirus has four, Steve R has three, MechWarrior and Steve Dan have two, and the others have one. So why does that matter? That matters because there's going to be an end-of-season invite-only tournament of champions. And I decided I'm going to be giving away a million Dark Energy Crystals as, as part of the prize. Uh, there might be more than that. I might throw in some cards as well. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's going to be the the uh, the end of the year uh, the end of the year uh, big bash basically. So every every tournament that you enter, you're going to get points 
towards the overall global standings. And the, the top eight of those will go in for the final tournament with a million Dark Energy Crystals on the line. So, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you can, you can win in the individual tournament, and then there's the, there's the longer game that, uh, that we'll see. Uh, highest ranked has to fight Yabba for the right to earn it. Uh, so, so yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this whole project. Um, <laughs> Gerber says he wanted to do 1 million deck tournament series and waiting for the, for HE, for Hive Engine tokens integration for that and waiting. Yeah. So I'm just going ahead and doing it because I can control, uh, you know, who enters the tournament. So that uh, allows me to do this now rather than waiting for the, uh, custom token integration for, for tournaments. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. So, um, you know, we'll see how, how the, uh, prizes progress. Um, you know, Yesik, uh, also made a point that, um, you know, we should go incognito. So like before the, before the, uh, tournament was, uh, started, you know, I put up a post showing who was controlling each account so that you could research your opponent. And, uh, you know, doing an incognito would be interesting. So I think I'll, I'll do like a mix and match kind of thing. We'll have varying levels of prizes. This one, top prize was 8 Hive. Uh, and then we'll have other ones that have more. So, and we'll have ones that have where I disclose everybody, everybody who's playing the accounts and, and others where, you know, I don't. Although if you really wanted to, you could look it up based on, uh, based on the uh, key access issues. So, um yeah, overall, I like it. I'm. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, and the the accounts will expand over time. It's just you know I put them together and basically did uh, the the accounts that are that are there currently are basically just betas, uh, silver level with no legendaries, and then they also have the untamed uh, summoner spellbook. So I'll be adding more cards to those, uh, you know, in an even fashion, and uh, you know the. Uh, um, you know, so it'll be it'll be more fun, I, I think, for for players. But you know, it's it's kind of an expensive endeavor for me, just because I have all these cards sitting there on these accounts. So, like the, these eight accounts are about a thousand bucks right now, and uh, you know that's with the beta prices being still uh, somewhat depressed over uh, over you know recent market activity, which is actually another thing that I wanted to hit on. So. Uh, as, as you all know, I'm sure, you know, we've had a bunch of whales selling cards lately and prices, especially for betas had gone way down. And, uh, I was saying for several weeks now that the, um, so that the, uh, you know, it was going to be the, the golden opportunity for people who wanted to pick up those cards. And now that is ending because a lot of those cards have been sold and prices are starting to rebound a bit. And Biz says, with your leaderboard, so entering a tournament and getting last, possibly winning zero matches, still nets you one point. So doing that four times is equal to winning first once. And yes, that is correct, Biz. And, uh, uh, yeah, so Lewis88 is here. Ezzy's here. Uh, who else we got? Abdex joined us. Devil22, Red Pill1. Welcome all. Uh, let's see. So let's see. Da, da, da. 
So yeah, so um, you know, for those who are are following the the sales of the whales, you know, so there's Jernick, J69, J69 was obviously the biggest one. He's he's mostly done, and he's amassed who, who knows how much dark energy crystals, you know, millions upon millions, and you know, on uh, I forget what day it was, but uh, on just all of a sudden he he listed uh, 20 million. Well, we can look at the chart and find out. He listed 20 million dark energy crystals on the market. And then another four million at a slightly higher price, but just like flash crashed uh, the the bid. And what was interesting there is that uh, you know it was all gone in like forty minutes, something like that. So people bought like twenty thousand dollars worth of of dark energy crystals. Uh, I picked up another six million or so, and that was on the sixth. It looks like uh, so. Yeah, about five days ago. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the depth of the bid, all that was really surprising to me because I thought it would take quite a while to, to chip away at that, at that amount of dark energy crystals. So, you know, uh, I know people, some people have been, have been really following how much he has in his wallet or how much he must have based on market transactions. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's probably four or five times the amount that was sold on the 6th and the market has uh, an, uh, an appetite for it, which is, I think is great. So like I said, I picked up some, uh, like 6 million or so, uh, right now I've got six and a half million and, uh, a bunch of other people picked up a bunch more. So, you know, we can do, you know, we got Banjo in here, so let's see, let's see how much, uh, we got here and Wait on Banjo. Oh, so yeah, uh, we got Ezzy here. Uh, he's got four million, and oh, I think oh, we got Steam Engine and Hive Engine listings here. That's that's the difference. Okay, so yeah, um, you know I'm there. Zaku's there. Gerber's there. The TH13 group is there. Uh, Bubkey has a bunch. Uh, Jillian Pierce has a bunch. Foggy Bottom has a bunch. Team Possible has a bunch. So you know they're all out there and they're buying so um i think that's that's a sign of a really surprisingly healthy market and um you know along the same lines you know somebody came into the discord the other day and was asking about selling dark energy crystal on the tron network and i took a look at the at the bids there and it was you know you know a couple million in bids and in asks and i was really surprised that uh there was that much activity there yeah, twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand U.S. dollars in dark energy crystals. Yeah, just crazy amount. I was just blown away by how fast that went, and it's, like I said, it was like an hour that uh, the whole thing took. So, you know, I I thought that um, I thought it was going to be much much different, but hey, that's great, and nice. Let's go to that. Copy. Paste. It's insane. <laughs> uh, show a graph for the D for the deck TRX market. All right, let's see if I can find it on the fly. Uh, ah, Tron Trade IO forty four. So that's. Well, Lewis, he's not done. So uh, Lewis says he dropped heart, his hard-earned dark energy crystals in the market. He did, 
but um, you know there's plenty more so it's, it's not like your last opportunity and I don't know who's messaging me but you know whatever so here is here is the bid ask on the on the Tron trade so obviously it's not as much as as is on uh, you know Hive Engine and Steam Engine but it's you know uh, a lot more than I expected so we got uh, you know orders for about a million on the ask and about uh, 11 12 about 1.5 million on the bid and um, so yeah, I was just I was just surprised that there was that much depth to the market there, um, you know, considering that you know there was the seed promo that was done what a year and a half ago something like that, and I haven't heard much from the Tron guys ever since, especially with the whole Tron Steam thing, uh, but you know there's still still stuff trading, and uh, if you look on the volume chart of of the of the view here, you'll see you know most days are pretty quiet, but some days are like a million. So, yeah, the more, the merrier, you know? All right. So, though we've changed TRX exchanges since then. Yeah, the old one that I was using, I think, closed, or the wallet closed, or something or other. You know, it's, it's hard to keep up with the drama of other chains, much less the drama of the chain that, that Slitterlands is on. Um, so, uh, another point from... from you know, involving that from Agrid's AMA was that uh, SPT is, is going to be moving to Hive. I don't know if that's actually happened yet or if it's still pending, um, but that is in the works. Uh, people have been asking about that quite a bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, we talked about the, the Dark Energy Crystal Sinks because, you know, obviously price is where, you know, supply and demand intersect, uh, you know, sellers want uh, a higher price at a higher at a higher quantity and uh, buyers want a lower price at a lower quantity and you know where those two uh, preference curves meet is where you know the so-called equilibrium is so uh, right now uh, you can see on the on the uh, on the on the charts you know in terms of of US dollars that um, you know we're still even though we've had some bounce lately we're still in a downtrend and that simply just tells us that for the current market there are more there's more supply coming online more marginal supply than there is demand and so addressing that demand uh, and increasing that demand are three basic things we've got asbury dice uh, which is coming soon uh, we've got the guild buildings and uh, we've got the lands uh, pre-sale and you know the the Asmari dice so it's looking like uh, they're going to be about 3,000 uh, you know per per dice and uh, so if there's 300,000 at 3,000 that's 900 million dark energy crystals to, to absorb and you know dice are, are all of these are, are a burn rather than a recirculation like packs so 900 million is is the theoretical max it won't go that high because we've got um we've got 
you know, we've got dice coming as part of rewards, just like the, you know, it's a 1% uh, frequency. We've got um, the, the guild discounts. And so, um, and then potions are not going to be much of a sink because people are getting potions and rewards and not able to use them on rewards, so they're just left over. Uh, so those are just building an inventory, and I don't think people will be buying too much uh, for the Asmari dice. However, so 900 million theoretical max uh, uh, demand absorption, and I think it'll probably end up being like five or 600 million when all is said and done, which is still a huge amount. Because if we look at the, uh, at the supply numbers, uh, you know, we're, we're producing like 900,000 something a day right now. And of course, I can't get this to pull up. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that will soak up a good bit of supply. And, you know, less supply means higher prices with demand being constant, which is, uh, you know, all to the good. So, you know, um, on the if you guys have not been watching the Leo roundtables that we do over in Leo Finance, it's me, uh, Cal, it's Roland Thomas, and Scaredy Cat, uh, Scaredy Cat Guide. And, you know, we talk about all kinds of things, stocks and bonds. and uh, But we also talk about crypto and, and dark energy crystals occasionally. So, uh, you know, those guys have been have been trading a little bit uh, on the dark energy crystal market just as a just as a bullish speculation. So, you know, you don't have to play the game to actually uh, be a participant in the ecosystem. Uh, and Paul is asking, have you been trying Lear much recently? How are you liking your card? So, yeah. So Lear was airdropped, um, and the uh, so that was my design from the Kickstarter or my my suggestion from the Kickstarter, and I've used it a couple times. I liked it a lot. Um, I haven't had any. I've only had one water quest since that uh, that has come out. So I've only played them those few times, and it's got to have a high mana match and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a great card. Um, you know, throwing Lear on with some magic reflect, uh, kind of. The tanks, like a tank and a secondary tank, uh, is really, really effective because it's got return fire, it's got the shields for, for melee defense, and, it's, and you know, if you have those magic reflect cards, then they're, it's phenomenal defense. And uh, Steve R82 is asking about the uh, Steve Leo Discord. Yeah, so those are actually uh, recorded on Zoom that we do a video call, and then uh, Cal posts them uh, on on YouTube and and on on Hive, or Leo Finance, so you can you can f watch them all there. Uh, I think he also puts them in the in the Leo Finance podcast. Uh, and by the way, if you do do any kind of media production like videos or whatever, release a podcast. Uh, so you know, split the the Monster Maverick show is available as a podcast because uh, I put it up on Anchor FM, and uh, <laughs> we went from an estimated audience size of two to an estimated audience size of three over the past week. So, you know, it's 50% growth. And if you're that third person out there, I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, you just upload it. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Anchor FM. It's available on Google Podcasts now. Still waiting on Apple. Uh, so hopefully that'll come in soon. And then um, it's also submitted to Cast, CastBox and Overcast, uh, which have not been uh, approved yet. So... We'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, we got 50, 59 plays of, you know, 18 episodes so far. And, you know, that's just, you know, the great thing about producing media like that or like this is 
that it you know it sits there and it can grow over time and you know new people find stuff and they may just there's no additional work uh, which is fantastic uh at lewis yeah we talked about sbt uh moving dive i don't know if that's happened yet but it's happening soon um and then we had the uh you know the the <laughs> two other things struck me from the ama uh from agro one was that there's a possible increase in the rewards quote in the not too distant future so uh my guess is that this is going to be tied to uh when collection power thresholds are implemented and when the per league leaderboards are implemented uh because you know once that's done you know it makes uh, a certain amount of sense to have graded um uh, or like like an exponential curve in rewards within the league leaderboards so that um you know you get a you, you are rewarded for doing well within your league and then if you want to move up to the next league that's great um you know it requires you know more cards and whether you're leasing them or buying them or whatever and um you know but there's going to be a gradient within each league that's that's my guess um and that makes a lot of sense to me so hopefully that will uh, become a reality because we want people to do well at every level basically um there you know it's it's competition so there's going to be winners and losers <laughs> but uh you know the winners should be should be rewarded um <clears throat> and then uh, kind of tied into the uh to what uh paul was asking about the the airdrop summoner was that i took a quick look at the current stats of of the um you know towards the next airdrop the next hundred thousand and we're already up to fourteen thousand which is amazing because uh, we just got an airdrop <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm surprised that it's going this quickly. And I took a quick look at uh, Rafalski's site. You know, the Hive Data. Uh, what is it? HiveData.space. I can never remember this new thing. I, could, I understood SteamWeb.pl, amazingly. Uh, but if you look at, at the stats, you know, we're do, over the last 30 days, it's averaged 1430 a day, which is pretty good. Well, deck is giving us good discord I, I think you mean discounts on packs yes that is true so uh if you've never done it uh you can buy dark energy crystals at whatever it's going for so right now it's going for uh let's see going for f 56 cents per thousand and then uh <laughs> and then uh you can redeem them for packs at a at a rate of a dollar per thousand so they're basically half price uh, if you buy in dark energy crystals so uh so yeah i mean we're, we're seeing good activity and you know people are excited for the next airdrop i mean earth is the only legendary summoner left that uh, has not been released so i'm guessing that'll be next and so so my guess is that next we get earth and then there'll be some fillers and well i mean fillers you know just non-summoner non-legendary summoners and then the very last one will be the dragon summoner uh that's just that's just my guess but uh <laughs> we'll see how it goes yeah and business saying zach needs to buy the next eighty-six thousand. yeah he, he has a great habit of buying the last like five thousand packs of every before every airdrop so uh, he ends up with a lot of cards i guess he sells them all though because uh you know i don't see him in his 
Business saying I am wrong. Summoner will be after. What is that? A horse? After a llama? Sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that, like I said, that's just that's just my guess. You know, to to keep that keep that demand strong, knowing that there's that final airdrop at the end. Uh, llama, nine mana, two all attacks. Yeah, maybe. Llama and otter. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But I'm just I'm just telling you my guesses, you know. Uh, so the so the other thing from from Agrozami that he's mentioned before, but um, he talked a, a bit more about the the vision of the Splinterlands being a platform, um, not necessarily Splinterlands, but I guess the Splinterlands technology being a platform for other brands, other whether they be gaming brands or just popular brands, like we saw with you know. William Shatner did his uh, did his NFTs on uh, on the Wax Network, sold out in a few minutes. Um, you know, so organizations and people that have intellectual property can come in and take that intellectual property, convert it to some kind of non fungible token, and then play games with that. So um, I think that's that's a very exciting idea, and <laughs> and uh, you know we'll see. Uh, oh, is SVT moved? Inertia's posting uh, an image here, looks like from uh, from an explorer. So that might be happening right this second. Agron might not be listening. He might just be doing work and trying to get this done. Uh, SVT is minted. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I had to do this a while back. Yes, we know. <laughs> but that's okay. Alright, so it looks like uh, looks like that's happening in the next little bit. And I can do all of our Splinterlands chat on uh, on-chain uh, with the SBT uh, token. So that'll be fun. Uh, I think Fawi still has his, uh, his curation bot. Um, I have no idea if I'm still delegated to that or not. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to take a look at things. And Lewis is putting up a link to Hive Engine with the SBT market. Let's see. Do we have any bids? Any asks? No, nothing yet. But it is listed. So that's, that's cool. Alright, so that's just a matter of time. To, uh, until you know that fills out a bit. Very very cool. Good job, Agrod. Way to serve the people. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple other things that I wanted to hit. Uh, we are actually coming up towards the end of the hour. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Biz is saying these packs will also be eligible for all seven of the remaining new untamed airdrop, uh, untamed card airdrops. It will happen every time another set of 100,000 packs are sold. The next two of those will be the additional legendary summoner uh, cards from the re from the reigning splinters. Uh, okay, so maybe. Okay, <laughs> I won't save the, the dragon for the very last. I'm, I'll be surprised if that ends up being the, the case, but uh, you know, I guess it's in writing. Um, the other thing to keep an eye on, as always, is the is the rewards cards. I don't know why this is so angry about things. Uh, <laughs> the rewards cards are coming to uh, 
Uh, a bunch of them are coming to their print end. So uh, Kraken is just about done, and uh, Zalwar and Afrit is just about done. So Zalwar and Afrit is not done uh, terribly well, uh, so I won't be surprised to see that uh, you know just printed and burned and, and gone. Uh, Kraken, though, Kraken's a pretty popular card. Uh, you know, it's running at a dollar thirty right now compared to a dollar six at Zalran, and uh, those will be those will be gone anytime now. Uh, we're at ninety nine hundred on, well, ninety nine percent of each, and uh, you know we had that bias because of the because of the the potions that were used towards rewards, which are no longer being used towards rewards. So I expect that the uh, uh, that the disparity in print rate won't be as great uh, in the future between the legendaries and the others. So, uh, but we got a bunch of others in the '90s also. Boogeyman. I use Boogeyman a lot in the when I'm when I'm using the Death Splinter. Um, Battle Orca is coming to an end. Uh, let's see. Let's organize this by print. Uh, Silver Shield Assassins at 85 percent. That's a highly used card. Uh, Serpentine Mystic. This is okay. 85 percent. Octopider. 85% Gremlin Blaster. Uh, Gremlin Blaster. So, as part of Deck 101, you know, people send us rewards cards and we burn them. Um, and uh, Gremlin Blasters just get burned all the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, we, get, we get hundreds and hundreds of Gremlin Blasters at a time. Uh, Baby Unicorn, also, we get a lot of, uh, of people discarding them. Uh, that's at 72%. And it's, and it's down from there. So, uh, I think we'll expect another batch of rewards cards when these 90% somethings uh, end up hitting their limit. Uh, looks like we got five, uh, no, four in the in the 90% and then another four in the mid-80s. So uh, those will go out of print shortly and then uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what we get in the in the, you know, for replacements, you know, if any. Maybe they'll just say buy Asbury Dice. And you know, suck it up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't think that will be the case, but uh, you know, it's possible. Uh, oh, I did want to check my collection because I was talking about how you know beta has rebounded uh, with the southern pressure uh, gone. It's not completely gone, but it's pretty much gone. So, uh, if you've been following along with the show, you know, I I post my collection value here, and you know, yeah, I do I do buy some more cards, but you know, it's most of that is just um, most of the fluctuation in price is just the market value fluctuation. So it's up to 58 now. Uh, it was down as low as 52. So we're seeing some some uh, some comeback, which is nice. And uh, you know everybody likes their their paper profits <laughs> going up rather than down. And uh, so time to burn battle orca. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So let's take a quick look at the uh, at battles and users and stuff. Uh, let's see. So battles were hanging out uh, north of a hundred thousand every day now, for the past uh, one, two, three, four days, and before that it was just under a hundred thousand. So uh, yeah, that's looking good. We got uh, on the on the user side, we're seeing you know that that slow and steady growth. I'm gonna change the. Uh, change this chart to start date to let's just do one one January first 
it's easier to see the trends that way. Users. So let's do for all real players. We're seeing 4,400 a day on average, but you know that average is over a, a quite a significant ramp up. So it's going to be, you know, lately it's more like 5,500, which is uh, pretty good. I mean, I don't even bother checking the the DAP listings anymore because Lithonians are just number one, <laughs> just, just all the time. So uh, so the uh, you know I just. I just don't feel the need to, to look at those lists anymore. Uh, if we include the transacting, you know, not just not just playing, you know, we're we're well over 5,500. So we get spikes, you know, at at season ends, just to be expected. So, Biz, uh, my understanding of this chart from Rafalski is that this includes all transacting accounts, so it includes bots as well. And what Yabba said in the past is that you know somewhere around half of player accounts. Are um, are from the same IP, which is uh, you know. So we expect those are those are bots. All right, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So you know, if you guys are interested for checking out battles, you should check out the uh, some of the the NASCAR uh, battles. It was. Uh, we're pretty good. Um, so, like, if we have, so here's just one, just as an example. I'm gonna turn off the music here. All right, so here we got Italma versus Lockaloy. And if you've never done a sponsor tournament, this is what they look like. So a point of criticism for the team, uh, the image being underneath the cards, not so helpful. <laughs> you know, it's not uh, not so easy to read. Um, but you can see that you know this is a pretty you know you know we got a, a little bit of difference in in the strategy here, but you know the cards are all even and. Uh, you know, so we get <laughs> a long time ago. I heard that music. So you know, we get really, really close battles. Uh, so you know, you guys should, you know, check out some of the some of these uh, tournament battles and see how how you would stack up, maybe. And because uh, again, some of the future tournaments are going to be blind in that you know I'm not going to be announcing who's doing what, and some of them you will be able to. I, I will announce them, and you'll be able to check out your opponents. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. Those should all be, so Agrid said, these should all be gold foil champion accounts in NASCAR matches. Yeah, so uh, I don't have that many cards. <laughs> uh, you know, even just the silver level, you know, so silver level, no legendaries, only beta, you know, is like a thousand bucks for these data accounts. Uh, if, I, if I add in, include legendaries, which I, I will eventually, uh, you know, those are going to be, you know, you know, 2000 It's going to double the price, basically. If I add Untamed, it's going to add some more. Uh, I think I'm going to go Beta and Untamed first before I add Legendaries. Um, and, you know, i got to add Rewards cards. So, I mean, there's there's a lot. And, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to own all the cards within the game. <laughs> you know? 
I, I already own a bunch. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to look at was, uh, was the uh, alpha uh, ownership rates because, you know, when alpha finished printing, I owned 3%. And I think that's gone up because people have converted to betas and also, you know, there have been some burns and things. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. And, um, you know, if you're watching along on the stream, you can see that... Oops. Yeah, sometimes we have this display bug. Uh, oh, Gerber's got a command for J6969. So, saying that he's got 41 million in-game in his uh, Dark Engine Crystal wallet. That's interesting. <laughs> so, we might have two more flash crashes. So, Itama wins. Uh, I'm surprised, actually. I thought Itama was going to lose that one. Um, yeah, let's have weekly Matt, Matt Clark Alpha Flesh Golem ownership percentage updates. He's got most of them. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, apparently Gerber is now tracking uh, Dark Engine Crystal portfolios, which is kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, Gerber and I have been talking about a couple things that uh, I'm just going to tease right now because we're coming up on the end of the hour. Uh, there will be a way to, uh, to stake your cards, possibly. And we'll get into details later on when that's, when that's uh, fully revealed. But anyway, so that's been an hour. It just flew by, like Ron said. And uh, we'll catch you next time. There's no Scaredy Cat after this show this week. He had to, He's traveling still. Uh, but we'll see you next week. Same time, same channel.